0: What is up everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Clueless Casey. I'm your host, Casey Johnson and my co-host...
1: Uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo.
0: Yes, the mm. boy. Okay, we had a topic, we had a discussion about this. You are supposed to like be more like, I smell though. But obviously, man's is not going to come out like that, which I understand. But you know what I mean. Just like, you know, yeah, no. positive vibes. Loki, I was watching this other video on Instagram I don't know where I found it but this mm-hmm. guy was talking about like how to present and okay. he said something about like the back foot and the front foot I don't know basically it, it's kind of not necessary to mention it here but I just felt like mentioning it because I mean like we are talking about how we're introducing ourselves mm-hmm. he's like um, you know certain like I don't know bro just you know you know, like as a presenter, you need to be like enthusiastic, you need to have energy,
1: um, yeah, yeah, you
0: need to have enthusiasm, a lot of it, and stuff like that, which I understand. But like, low key, I also feel like on a podcast, it's different because whether you come passive or like high energy vibes, it's good, but then at the same time, I like podcasts where it's like mellow, you know, like chilled vibes, it's like, like chilled
1: vibes, yeah, it's it's that more is about. You know, it's more about the conversation and how it flows. Yeah. Like I'm not just thinking of a podcast with having that mellow music. You know when mm-hmm. we when we when we use the, the music when we edit our YouTube videos, that vibe. Yeah. You know, it's just that classic vibe that comes in with the with the music that we use.
0: Mm, I feel mm-hmm. you. I feel you. Loki, I wanted to put one of those songs on my my podcast, like maybe when I first started with the first episode. Yeah. I tried to get it but I couldn't. But I also understand it's different apps. However Jeez. I that, just wanted to say Do you hmm.
1: think do you think that your first episode was like a minute ago? Like literally it was it'd been a while. Right? Like how does it feel saying that that you had your first episode like on a podcast? Because remember what it was like. You first started. Yeah, more like, no, inter- serious. And you are looking at other platforms, and you got onto um, Apple's podcast. It
0: mm-hmm. was
1: like when that happened, you were like, "Okay, no, this is legit." Like I actually, yeah, no, because that's going.
0: Yeah, no, sorry about that. Like, because to be on a on a app, like to be on Apple iTunes, is a big thing, because you know, like they have to review your content, they have to make sure, like, okay. Your content is like, you know, like I wouldn't say like proper because at the time when they reviewed my account, it was like, it was like, I think it was only like the first bit, the first podcast or the second podcast episode. Mm. Yeah. But I think like, you know, they do like, they listen to it and, and stuff like that because they take a while to get back to you. You know, they took like two weeks to get back to me. But on a, on a real note though, two weeks is really short, especially considering, it
1: is like um i remember when a friend of mine asked how you done it so quickly and yeah and you say that now in a matter of two weeks you're like wow geez two weeks people could have gone back to use more people are still
0: waiting and they've
1: been Mm.
0: but no look okay so (laughs) enough about that uh, if you want to follow us and if you want to find out more information on Clueless Casey or if you want to DM us, ask any questions, be a feature or, you know, just like, I don't know, get more yeah. information like I mentioned earlier. Please do not hesitate and follow us on Instagram at
1: X, And you can find me on Instagram at Naldo underscore OHB. Don't worry, I was yeah. a part of the gang, but I had to pursue my love for casey johnson and this is why i'm here lies, <laughs>
0: lies. <laughs> i'm just joking yeah loki i thought you were part of the gang eh? i was like oh my gosh oh no.
1: it's another story oh, snap.
0: <laughs> yeah let's not get into that chat but anyways <laughs> so ronaldo wanted to do a podcast because yep. he has a question to ask me and then obviously we'll get into the conversation yeah no but i thought like rather make it spontaneous and then So you didn't ask me the question yet. So for those who are listening and think like, okay, maybe I have an idea of what's to come. I have got no knowledge whatsoever. So this is going to be like a pure, authentic conversation. Not that any of the others aren't. However, Loki, when you stopped me, I wanted to say when we have like this mellow passive vibes going on, it feels like. The other person is more included
1: It's is. like
0: they, the first, per- the other person feels like they're in the conversation with us. Yeah,
1: know no, that? it does. It, it it feels like that proper sit down type of vibe when you're just yeah. talking to people like in a group. But no, I, mm. I get you, I get you. And with that being said, I would like to hit you with my question. Okay. So, good question. I feel like it's a but deep in the sense that it's really gonna require you to think about it but i i'm just gonna i'm just gonna come out with it do you think that with Mm -hmm. each passing generation that mental and emotional stability becomes less
0: so like each generation like like going up or going down like
1: going generations
0: generations ahead of us
1: like going up like generations after our our parents, generations after you know older siblings, older cousins, and so and so do you think that there is a so
0: like so sorry, just to put it in context, basically like anyone from fifteen years old to thirty five heading for
1: their forties yes, type, yes. Of a, type of type okay. of type of like like I feel like people. 20, 30 years ago, were more stable on a mental level than what we are now. But my question to you is, why is that? Why has so
0: that happened? Is, sorry, you see, the thing is, is like, you, you have to put it into context because there's different factors that affect our emotional or our mental stability, financial stability, whatever you want to look at it. Right, yeah. But in this case, just, mental
1: and emotional mental and emotional Emotion. stability like if if we had to put
0: but the same thing
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't say so i i, I wouldn't say so because
0: like there, there's a similarity but it, yeah i get what you're saying like it's different yeah. but there is a similarity
1: yeah there is a connection between the two there is definitely a connection okay. but i think feeling is more on an emotional level yeah. and thinking is more on a mental level you know but it's so weird because then your thinking can make you feel some type of way and your feeling can make you think some type of way.
0: Yeah, that's a bit hectic and now it's rough. You know? Can we add financial stability as well? Because I feel like that plays a factor as well.
1: No, for sure. That bag, the bag is always going to be a factor no matter what.
0: Okay, so let, let's talk about this then. <clears throat> So, So, I... Yes, sorry. so if you're asking me if I agree or disagree, I would say that I agree that all of the generations after a certain, you know, generation or period or whatever you want to call it,
1: mm, yeah,
0: does lack a sense of mental and emotional stability and financial stability, especially considering, like, for example, millennials, we lack a lot of that, yeah, even financial stability because we weren't properly taught like what it is and the importance behind saving or for an example you know on an emotional if we're looking at emotional stability the moment we feel angry we become impulsive and then we just act on how we feel we don't think about certain things
1: yeah it's more, like complacent like in any yeah. whatsoever
0: um, and <laughs> yeah sorry i'm gonna tell you something now about complacent but anyways <laughs> it was the funniest thing i don't know if you saw on youtube uh, there was this video of Ivanka and Jared from Donald Trump's people, mm-hmm. and he, she explained what complacent or what compli what complicit or something like that. It's I don't right. know complacent, one of the two. And she explained what it was, but it wasn't even the definition. And I'm just like, you wow, <laughs> are you are convinced that this is what the definition is. But anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. I just thought I was bring it out because it was funny. Um... But anyways.
1: I'm not sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not just thinking. The other day, you played the club of of Trevor Noah when he did that um impersonation of yeah.
0: um... oh and it was on the Daily Show anyways
1: yeah but anyway yeah. anyway so, so no look um,
0: yeah
1: sorry babe I I think I think it is a thing of what is instilled in us because if I talk to my parents they they were like you know. When I started working, half of my salary went to the house and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: but now that's what I'm saying. Like, for an example, if you look at the millennial, you know. Yeah. Look at it's... like, um, not even like you know, on an emotional state of being. Like we act impulsively. You know, sometimes we don't think through. And I'm not saying everyone. Because there are people in different generations who do think through certain things. And I'm not basing this only on like a thinking level or how you act on something. This is just obviously one out of many things that we can actually talk about. Yeah. Um, You know, like we also have to consider the type of era that we fall under or form a part of. Like we form part of technology and all of our value is now placed on, for example, an app like Instagram. Like, that's where we gain our value from, you know? And so, in a sense, then also when you look at mental stability, we lack that because our outlook on how we should be feeling about ourselves is based on what social media is telling us about ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. it's just because of technology.
1: Like you know, a superficial like type of.
0: Yeah, like it, yeah. The technology disables us from interacting with ourselves. And what's worse is that we allow it to do that. We've given mm. technology the manpower over us.
1: No, that is so true. That is really so true. So basically, yeah, I feel like with with each passing generation, they there's just a, a deterioration of what it is mm-hmm. that they can handle, what it is that they can face in certain things. Because I honestly believe that. If you like if you look at certain things that we face, certain things that mm-hmm. we do think of and feel about in a certain way, if you had to give that feelings to let's say the, the, the child version or the teenage version to your parents, they're like what what are you actually saying? Are you really now thinking so much about this or what is it that's so difficult about this situation? That for us right now can be like a mountain but
0: so can you give me like an idea or an example
1: so let's say let's say um the whole idea of um how can i say this making it like making it in life you know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure on us so with that we we have anxiety we always think about how we're gonna get there and what it is we need to do to get there you know, mm. then you take, you take people like our parents, when they were our age, you know, they didn't have that level of anxiety. They just knew that they had to get a job so that they could start a family or they needed to get mm-hmm. a job so that they can provide for their parents in the house that they were living in. And that was that. There's nothing more to it. Because Mm -hmm. there wasn't this perception about what it is that you need to be doing once you get money, you know? And now we faced with the whole idea of, okay, when we have money or when we start getting money, we can only do so much. So then because you can only do so much, automatically you're categorized as like a normal person. Then Mm -hmm. if you are able to make like millions And you can do more than someone else, then you are like, you know, categorized as something different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And with that being and with that being said, then obviously that is where the lesser starts feeling some type of way.
0: Yeah, but now now that's why I'm saying technology. I feel like I'm a broken record in all of these episodes because I always go back to social media. But it's the truth because (laughs) Look at, like, the Kardashians, right? They are, they are known as, like, one of the most families. You know, they've got all the money. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. And on top of it, there's more reality TV shows coming out just showing us how rich people are. Like, for an example, that, imply, that Empire Bling.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I told you the first time I watched it. It's just people telling us how rich they are and how they can just fly to, I don't know, another state because they bought
1: No, not having 95 exactly
0: exactly we don't have that opportunity to just oh let me just fly to dublin because i have nothing to do for the day and then come back tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. do you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and like that and like watching that and being exposed to that has instilled this idea in us that this is what we need to be like and this is what we need to accomplish and if we don't accomplish it If we're not Instagram famous, if we don't have all of this money, then you're actually worthless. Because let's just be quite frank. Living in a house and just paying your groceries and your utilities is not what is successful to most people. Like, remember when we spoke to my uncle and he was like, he feels very rich. And I asked him why. And he said, because he's got a, a home. Yes. He's got... His family under a roof, we can provide.
1: Yes,
0: right. That's his idea of rich. But if you ask one of an, if you ask any millennial or Gen Z, right, um, what is their idea of the rich? What is their idea of being rich? I bet you, ten to one, they would say, um, having six cars, having a big house with a view, an infinity looking pool. Um,
1: mm.
0: You hear what I'm saying? Like, because you've already got this idea of. Having a rich lifestyle means that you need to live in a certain house that has certain things because that's what those attributes say this person has made it in life. Like I saw a video where Kylie Jenner was showing her house, right? Now Kylie Jenner lives in a very nice house, let's be honest.
1: Mm.
0: And then she showed her shower and the water pressure was low and the shower was just like an ordinary day shower. It, it just had marble, pink marble. Uh, whoa that was the only difference like compared to my shower just as an example
1: right Yeah.
0: And my shower was like freaking normal everyone's shower looks like my shower type of <laughs> thing yeah and everyone was like really you need to fix your shower yet your water pressure is low they were like just coming at her and I was like but do you see what I'm saying like because we already have that expectation that someone who's already staying in such a big Elaborate, you know, house they have should have a top quality shower, exactly. Yeah. Should have a shower that's so different to all of ours that we're just like, what the freak, you know, like. And then you come and find this person has a normal shower like everyone else's, or maybe not like everyone else's, but you get the idea like the shower head with the shower, um, the water temperature and stuff like that. Um, I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want people to like, you know, mess with what I'm saying. Mm like then it's also a problem. So my thing is, it's just like in society, we already have this preconceived notion. Like this is what it means to be fortunate, yeah. you know, to have a lot, to be rich. Whereas people like my uncle and them, that is is a much older generation. Their idea of being rich is being able to have food on the table every night and being able to pay off their water and lights without having to worry about debt You get on simple stuff like that. That to them is being rich.
1: That's so true. That's so true. And with that being said, you also see a change in what people set out to achieve. Like, don't get me Mm. wrong, there are some very aspiring young individuals out there, right? But then I feel like there's also another group of people that I don't think they're chasing their dreams, but they're chasing the like. The idea of mm. wanting to be rich and then you you become so disconnected from the fact that you actually like certain things and you want to pursue it as a career or you know you want to mm. pursue it as something that you want to be doing one day you know for the rest of your life and it changes because then you see someone doing something as simple as tiktok and making money of tiktok or youtube You know, not, not that it's a bad thing, but you know, it, it becomes this whole, um, like, how can I say it becomes the, the whole idea of what it is that you want to be doing. You know, then you, then you hear people saying, when I'm done with school, I want to start, you know, TikTok or while I'm in school, I'm going to have a TikTok account and it's going to blow up and I'm going to make money. And that changes the whole narrative Mm -hmm. about what it is that you need to be doing in life. Because now, you sit with this oh, this whole idea, like you said that there's a there's your uncle who looks at being rich in the simplistic ways, and then you look at us or the millennials in in terms of having everything, having the money, having the mm-hmm. house the the luxurious lifestyle, the cars, and all of that, and I don't know, I just feel like it, it kind of sucks because what does that mean for? the next generation or what does it mean when our kids have kids what's it gonna be like then
0: Hmm. yeah no i agree because like if you look at like chloe's generation like the youngsters you know the kids that are like four years old five like let's just say between two and six years old, just as an example they watching youtube they don't know what Disney Channel is or what playing in a playing like dollhouse and stuff is outside mm. with your cousins.
1: No, I mean, you get
0: what I'm saying. I
1: feel like, like because I feel like what like what you're just saying now is something something you know, what am I saying? Something as simple is Disney Channel. Look how we went on when we found, when we found Wizards of Waverly Place in Zach and Sweet Life with Zack and Cody and all of it. Like we finished the whole series in the space of a week and it just felt yeah. so nostalgic. And then you you get, like you said, people like Chloe, but then will there actually be interest in stuff like that as opposed to watching YouTube and
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like you see how our environment plays a role on our emotional stability, our mental stability. Yeah. Because like Look at, look at like, what it does to a kid. If your child stays or sits in front of a laptop or a screen, like, much like let's just say 60% of the day, the child is behind the screen, right? Instead of playing, learning to play with things, touch things, feel things, like, you know, like normal basic things that a normal kid would do, yeah. right? That's teaching the kid that, like, okay, when they grow up, firstly, this is becoming a norm to wake up and switch your phone on. And I mean, if you look at it, that's already an addiction that adults have. The first thing that we do, and like what, I'm like 21 this year. The first thing that we do when we wake up is check our phones.
1: That is already an addiction. That
0: has been proven. That has been proven. That the moment you wake up and check your phone, that is an addiction. Because why aren't you waking up, looking to your partner and saying, good morning, I love you, or whatever. Or waking up and getting out of bed. And I don't know, like praying, meditating, jumping, you know, instead the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone immediately because in your mind you think, okay, I got messages. Okay, I have mails I need to check up on. When Actually, your phone can wait. You know what I'm saying? And that's not teaching youngsters because of the environment that we live in that, you know, this is normal. Look, at the end of the day, as, as adults and as older people, we need to also step in and be like okay this is not right because I mean we watch social dilemma on Instagram I'm, I'm, on,
1: Netflix. on
0: Netflix it's so it they literally told us in the most simplest way that you know social media is meant to make you come back for more no that's what it's designed to do even with the way they use colors I mean like look at the look at the youtube videos that kids watch it's so colorful and you're telling me if you don't put something interesting or colourful in front of a kid that they're not gonna want it.
1: it they're definitely gonna it's go awesome. for it because it's just exactly. it's just so attractive to them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, like because of how like most people are brought up now and because of what we're exposed to as, as teenagers or adults, people heading to like into like their tears mat- or whatever we've now been more exposed and we've got more experience in social media on because I mean look like there's a there's a high percentage of millennials and Gen Z people who know what like how to operate Instagram, Facebook, whatever, mm. right? Whereas if you look at like my grandmother's generation or most likely like your parents' generation, that. Right? and like older and they, they they won't they're not that glued up on what's going on in terms of social media they will rather sit for an example every night and watch the news because that's how they get mm. the news how do we get our news we just google we just type in something so and safe. then it comes up exactly do you understand what I'm saying there's a big difference and I think that's what plays at all and because of that then your emotional stability like, where is it? It's like literally down the drain because now anxiety and stuff because of social media and who you need to be has it plays a huge role on yourself. And then in terms of a mental mental stability, anxiety and depression is already a very serious mental illness that doesn't that shouldn't be ignored. Yeah,
1: no, like, really, like
0: like, it,
1: like coming off what you said about um, like waking up in the morning and then the first thing you do is checking your phone like just to come off of that like it everything has become so fast-paced because you're running this rat race to like stay ahead you know or to mm. to get ahead in life and it's only because like you said the environment that we are also in you know it um, unfortunately it requires lot of us because if you're not doing anything you know then you're not going to eat at the end of the day mm. i remember i remember in high school our principal always used to refer to us as lions. And as a lion if you if you're not prepared to hunt with us then you don't then you don't eat with us. And mm. I get that whole connotation behind like, you know, motivation in it. But I just feel like in this day and age now as well, it applies a but because then if you are not willing to hunt, regardless of how you're hunting, you know, you're not gonna eat at the end of the day just because it's Mm -hmm. so fast paced and it's very cutthroat because everyone is at the end of the day trying to get ahead of another person, you know, just so that they can stay afloat. And it's just sad because what that comes in, what you just mentioned now, babe, about the anxiety about the depression and, you know, just being overwhelmed with so many thoughts of a lot of stuff because you have to keep up Mm -hmm. and, stuff stuff like emotion, emotional stability and mental stability gets put aside because you're just like, you know what, I can't deal with this right now. Let me just put my shit aside. Let me just do what I have to do.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, it's like um, now that you are like saying, you just put it aside. Like for an example, you know, when, when something bad goes on in your life, like most of the time, why do we say, oh, okay, I'll just deal with it another time because I don't have yeah. time for this. Oh, I'm so over this. Like I don't have the energy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, unfortunately we need to make sure we've got the energy to deal with this because the more we don't deal with these things, the more we're going to be faced with the same shit. And then where's our problems going to go? Problems going to go nowhere. It's just going to become a bigger issue at the end of the day because now more and more things are going to be piled onto that problem. Yeah, no, you know and i think like in that sense if you're looking at your emotional and mental stability like taking now our environment out with it does play a huge role in our generation and even people in their thirties in their 20s because you know like if you don't have what your friend has for example then you, what are you doing with your life and unfortunately as much as we all want to say yeah everyone has their own timing Let's just admit that everyone wants their time to be now.
1: Yeah, that's so true.
0: No one is willing to. Wait. That is. No one wants to wait because waiting is too long for mm. us. And I mean, we also we already live in such a fast-paced world, right? And we've been told by every influencer that there is, by every businessman, whatever, that if you want something, you can have it now.
1: Yeah, you don't have to wait to be fifty that's... or stuff. Like that. Yeah. Mm.
0: Exactly. There's mm. been such a like it's it's almost like people are making others believe the way i feel about it i'm not saying it's true and you don't have to agree with me if you don't want to but i'm just saying like um or if you feel like you know it's it's not what you believe in i just feel like in in the world that we live in today we we are taught and we've been raised that if you you can have anything you want in the world it doesn't matter how you get it just know you can have it yeah. And that's the problem. Because uh, how you get it, people are not, people don't think about it. Because people will be like, okay, if it means I must sell drugs, I'm going to get it. Then I'm going to do so. Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? It's almost like that type of thing. Like, um, okay, if I sell drugs to make money, save that money, and then start a business where I give back to the community, I'm technically a (laughs) Christian American, am I not? Yeah. not. Because how you got the money is bad. Yeah. you get what I'm saying? And now, you wanted to do something right for 10,000 people doesn't make you a good person because at the end of the day what you started with wasn't the right way and how you ended is now not going to make it any better because it's still going to love it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like people want to just put that aside because why in society now we have been told that you can have anything you want, however you want, whenever you want.
1: No, that is, it's crazy how it's come down to that because like you, like you said in society today, now I don't think people consider the what ifs, you know. It's more about the how, like you just said. And as long as the mm-hmm. how is done, there's nothing else to worry about. And that is where the disconnect mm-hmm. comes from. Like, we've become so desensitized to a lot of stuff that it's like, it's, it's crazy. Think. It's crazy how literally anything can happen and it will just be for that short period of time. And then the light or the spotlight shifts to something else because all of a sudden something mm-hmm. else becomes a hype, or all of a sudden attention is put onto something else.
0: Mm, that's so true. And how do? You, and sorry, how do you feel about it? Like, do you agree with the statement you've made or the question you've mm. posed, or do you disagree? So, with
1: the question I posed, I do feel that with each passing generation, there is a change. Because you can take into so many factors, you can take into consideration so many factors that you, you you definitely see the difference. Because, I mean, you get people that can deal with certain levels of anxiety better than the next person, right? That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm more focused on, like, if I take myself into consideration, there's certain things that I can't deal with. there's certain things that i find hard to like process and that is also Mm -hmm. what got me to this question where i'm like why can't i get over this why can't i deal with this and just like move on not just for the sake of moving on but to actually internalize it and accept it for what it is and then go from there but more Mm -hmm. so it, it, it still comes to me, and it still comes back to as, why can't I do it? Did, was something not done right somewhere along the line? Did someone not step in the way they were supposed to, or whatever the case might be? And then it took me back to, okay, let me think about my grandparents. Let me think about my great-grandparents, um grandparents, like when they were my age. What is it? Like, at what level of emotional and mental stability were they at at my age that time you know what yeah. i'm saying so
0: yeah no because you know you now mentioned also like you know um what they would have done how they would have reacted you in your work environment just in anything in general yes. right mm-hmm. i'm thinking now it's like when we spoke to my mother the other day and she said like we don't know what it is to be rejected. Oh, for sure. Because like when we get rejected then we all automatically feel like we can't get a job and no one likes us, no one's gonna look at us. Or maybe in other cases we feel like if we're rejected like from a job opportunity. That that's that's the last. Yeah. Whereas like if you look at them, you know, they've been rejected tons of times especially considering the older generation because you know and they I think they also facing with it now more so because now having a degree is important yeah. right having experience yeah. is important now all the people like my grandfather when he wanted to study ministry he couldn't just get in he needed a degree to get into ministry school because unfortunately nowadays with, with some institutions you can't just go in or some organizations you can't just go in and then be like I hey, I want to do this because unfortunately you have to have a qualification. And I mean, you can't expect uh, someone like that to have those qualifications, considering that they came out from like apartheid mm. times. Right? No one had that, op- no colored person had that opportunity during apartheid. Yeah. And by the, t- and I mean, my parents, my mother and them were already born during apartheid. So like my grandparents were already old. You know, my trick wasn't on their mind. It was that of like, I need to find work so I can put food on the table, type of a thing. You know what I'm saying? And that obviously meant that. Of that obviously means that now, getting a job that they want. Yes, they've got experience because they've been working for years. But I mean, something as simple as my my grandfather can't even get into uh, a field that he wants that he's been doing for all of these years because of a qualification that's required it kind of makes you question like what do you hear what i'm saying and that just goes to show like with with us you know we've got the qualifications some of us don't have the experience but we get rejected once and we feel like it's the end of the world Mm. you know no one's going to want to work with me because we don't know how to take rejection whereas my someone like my grandfather for example like I think he had to write letters to to motivate why he had to study, or you know, like stuff like that. And I don't want to go too much detail with that, but I mean, just do you I do you understand no. what I'm saying? No. Like something <laughs> as simple as that.
1: And it's 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 tough. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say and be like, nah, it's it's easy. You know, we can do it. You can do it. It's really tough because at the end of the day, we take our parents, and they've been in in certain cases or in some situations parents have been in the same line of work since they started because that is all they ever knew at the time you know and when the opportunity came the opportunity came you're obviously going to take you're going to take it by the horns and you're going to go with it you know and you find people that have gotten to certain stages in in their career in their jobs that you know they've been there if you ask someone how long you've been in this position they'll tell you no i've been here for like i've been with this company for the last 25 years you know something like that today Mm -hmm. if you tell a millennial you gotta kind of you know stick it out because you've only been working for two years that's nothing you know i've been yeah no millennials wanna do five just
0: different jobs exactly because
1: it it, (laughs) It it's just different it's like it's just so different for us to think and i'm not gonna lie i said it myself i don't picture myself in the same job for like 20 years 30 years that i i don't know why i can't fathom that because it sounds so long in in essence like if you put it mm-hmm. in if you put it in that way it sounds so long to be doing the same thing over and over again for 30 years You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you get people Mm -hmm. like our parents that can say it without flinching because they know or they knew what it is that they had to do at the time. But.
0: But like, like I get where you're coming from with that whole thing because it's like for some reason I was, I was going to tell you when we were on on the call. It's like I feel like a proper millennial because in 2019, I worked at two different places and I did two different things, but it's because I just felt like, okay, I needed to get money, but at the same time, I was also looking for something new and something different that fit what I actually wanted mm. to do. Mm. And then while I was doing that, I was doing tutoring on the side and then still like, okay, let's make a career out of YouTube. Let's make a career out of whatever. To mm. so, what yeah, I'm saying, like, that, that's how we think. Our form of getting income is not through one. Multiple sources, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas our parents are just like, if you have one stable job and get like 36 or 40 or 50 or however people get paid, you care what I'm saying? Like, that is more than enough for them. Whereas we just want more. 50K off of a few posts on Instagram because you're an influencer isn't enough. I need more. And that's the problem. We as millennials, we want more, and that is also contributing to our emotional and me- our mental stability. Because why? Because we want more, we've got no sense of control over how much more oh, is. Do
1: that is think. so so deep. Because then, we,
0: like, what that, is your limit of like when you say more? What could, is your comfort of limit? Possibly,
1: or could we potentially be our own detriment because of how much it is that we want? Yes. We are. Oh man! Whoa. Wow! I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> That's a different, different chat, all on its own. But jeez. Hey, no, look, Um, I agree with you, babe. And I mean, like, once again, I agree with what you just said now as well, where a, one job can provide for a whole household and still be satisfied with that, Whereas with us, we look at... Mm one job i'm like damn is this all i'm gonna make for my whole life i need four more other sources of Mm. income Mm -hmm. and that wasn't Mm. something we we stumbled upon it was something that was suggested to us i mean we read certain books of um entrepreneurs we read certain interviews or you know certain seminars of billionaires millionaires saying like sharing their secret to success and you know five, like nine times out of 10, you're going to hear someone say, you can't depend on one source of income. And where does that come from? Mm -hmm. And then we take that from a millionaire, someone that's established and be like, well, shit, let me, let me then incorporate this into my life as well. Let me see if I can establish five sources Mm -hmm. of income. And then I can also love that life, but necessarily it's not gonna be the same. It it won't work out the same. Sorry to say, but you you don't know what the chances are or what can happen in that way.
0: Do you also, sorry, now that you're saying that, like, do you also maybe think that too many people are under the impression that, you know, like, yes, we should follow our things and we can, right? But too many of us want to do our own thing and we're not considering that we still need other people to help us get there. Like, we all want to be so independent and have my own business. And I want to do it on my own. But we don't want to take help. Or we don't yes. want to, you know, receive yes. the help from others. Because we feel like, if you help me, that's not a good look on me. Because I got help from someone. Whereas, like, you know, like, all these big guys, they done it by themselves and they were smart and then they decided to open up a company yeah. and they were so clever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's got nothing to do with the conversation, but I just thought of it like, do you not think that that also plays a role in everything? I do, because... Because if you get help, then you are be all of a sudden.
1: No, I, I agree with you because, you know, then, you, your story is like, nah, no, we used to work together but we got greedy or, she didn't see the same ideas, so I had to go about it by myself, you know, and some mm. people also use that with in their success stories, and sorry to say, but I think it takes more than just one person, you know, in that way, because we yeah. are,
0: but no, look, you don't need to go into it, sorry, I don't need to cut you off, you don't need to go into it, because it's completely off yeah. topic. But I just wanted to ask on a side note, but
1: yeah, no, you can get on. I hear you, babe. Like with that whole thing, it is definitely a factor as well because it's, yeah, mm. it, it comes down to also how we deal with things. Once again, how we deal with it, how we see mm. it fit to deal with certain things in a certain way to get a certain outcome, you know? And sometimes mm. the way we think about it might not be the right way in terms of doing it. But it's, I think it's for mm-hmm. our own benefit that we sometimes see it in a certain way where we're like, okay, I'm going to do it this way and that way. Because if I do it so and so, I'm mm-hmm. going to feel a certain way. And I just want to feel this type of emotion. I don't want to feel anything else if I do it that way. And then yeah. you get someone that will be like, no, but you're actually wrong. Because if you do it this way, you know, you're going to feel shit or you're going to feel some type of way about it, but you handled it the right way. So I think we are also oblivious to the fact that um, when someone like puts us on our place or, you know, when mm. when the right answer is actually staying us dead in the face, we would kind of want to avoid it because we know how it is that we're going to feel and we don't want to deal with that level of emotion.
0: Mm. No I so it's a lot to take in also and it's a lot to process no it is
1: eh? it really is but yeah no ask my
0: and it was a really good yeah, question, no, though, my question. it was a really, really good no, question no
1: thanks babe <laughs> thanks but yeah no that that was it and i i actually looked forward to asking you about it because when i thought about it i was like nope i am not gonna get into this what myself because it's too much right now (laughs) and I was actually looking forward to asking you about it no it was good no it was
0: good I I think I also took from it because you know like funny enough this whole week I was like I need to read I need to read like I haven't read in such a long time and I've been just pushing it aside because other things are more important to me than reading or taking time yeah. out for myself or whatever and that to me just shows me that I've also got lack of discipline or yeah. lack of routine because if I know I have to do something and I procrastinate and choose to do something else because in my yeah. mind that's better then some way I need to could like stop myself and correct myself and be like okay but your phone yeah. isn't that important and you know what's the craziest thing is that I feel like if I don't check my phone every few seconds, I'm missing out on something. And that's why I recommended the fast. Because it's just like, it's true. And I have, like, I, so I was doing it subconsciously all the time, but I didn't even realize, like, I'm on my phone way too much.
1: It's like, it's like opening up.
0: I just took Instagram five minutes or like like two seconds ago. What is going to be different when I open it up now?
1: Exactly. It's like going to the fridge and opening it up and not finding something. Two minutes going back, opening up to in the hopes that it will be something new in the isn't.
0: Exactly. Mm. So no, I agree, like in a sense, in, in different ways, we all lack stability in some way or another, whether it be financial stability, emotional, or mentally. It can even be a lack of, you know, routine or discipline, whatever it may be. I feel like all of us do lack something some way, but that has got to do with the environment we're in, the people we're surrounded by, our attitude and outlook
1: on yeah. life.
0: And how we see ourselves. helps.
1: No, it's I, it's crazy. I just feel like all of those things are certain aspects, um, not aspects, but it, it all forms part of one whole thing. And I feel like if we dive deeper mm-hmm. into it, you know, we can get a grip on certain things that we just not dealing with, and once that happens, I think then certain things will take off in a good way.
0: Mm-hmm. I know but I yeah, know but
1: no, look, I didn't really enjoy it. No, yeah, yes. I, I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's it is what it is. You know, that's how it is. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, but I wanted to say like I really do enjoy and I really did enjoy having this conversation with you. It was an eye-opener and I think that I have also learned something from it, you know, yeah, besides no, talking about it. And I hope and I pray that someone who is maybe listening to this podcast and finds it interesting, like also just maybe takes one or two things from it. It Doesn't it be like major? But then again, you know, when we chat and you guys, may or may not relate it so that you guys can be like okay yeah, yeah. You
1: different, know different perspective is always good you know it's always something to think about like food for thought yeah
0: yeah but um, i really enjoyed this yeah man podcast too. Episode. and <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it too uh i don't know if you want any you want to say anything mm, else before we yeah basically
1: guys yeah, yeah well, thank you for listening you know uh we hope that you guys can take from it and do share your, your comments and you know your thoughts on it. Um and yeah, just you know, enjoy it.
0: Yeah, well, sorry, I was <laughs> yawning and you just stopped but right weighing to the yawn and I'm like, okay, we'll make this one go faster. But anyways, look I'm glad that you guys tuned in and got this far into the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I hope that you guys could take something from this episode and I really hope that you guys are enjoying our episodes thus far. We will try our best to be consistent um, with uploading. I'm not going to even make up an excuse. It just is what it is. But I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Please don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like you can Facebook follow me at
1: meldo Yes.
0: And Hopefully, soon enough, the more plays we get and the more people listen to our podcast, then what we'll do is we'll start opening or we'll have a Clueless Casey email address where you can all send us things, dilemmas, whatever you want to call it, and then we can discuss it on the podcast a series, episode we yeah. can make a mini-series, and then we can actually get into the things that you guys want to hear. Because I think that it's also important to speak about the things that our listeners want to talk about yeah, about being involved in and i'm really really adamant on starting the whole you know like talking yes. to our listeners yes, in the sure. podcast so like one of one listener joins us first episode type of a thing and you can talk oh, for about sure, it guys stuff. you
1: don't have to but, yeah, yeah sorry okay. guys you, you don't have to deal with the question with um, the questions that is that you have in your mind you know share them you know find someone like us Mm. to give different perspective on it and you know also just to be like a big family at the end of the day on clueless casey
0: Yes, but anyways thank you so much for joining us on this virtual episode of clueless casey once again we hope you guys enjoyed it we love you so much and we'll speak to you guys next time Bye. bye